Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I'm here with Daniel. Hola. And Jonathan. Hey, hey yo. How you guys been doing today? Good, good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's good. good. All right, let's get into playing and watching. Jonathan, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? I know you've been pretty busy lately. Yeah, yeah. So you guys know I got a newborn baby, so I haven't been doing a lot, but I've been playing Minecraft. Um, mm -hmm. I always go back to Minecraft in between other games, so it's, it's like out of a nice retreat. And watching, I've been watching some good stuff. I don't know if last time, or last week, if I mentioned the movie I Care a Lot on Netflix. Did I mention that? You did. Yeah, you did. Okay, that was pretty good. I was, I was making my notes. And my wife's like, "Oh, don't forget to tell them about that movie." It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Um, but the the latest find is the Great Pottery Throwdown on HBO. Have you guys seen that? I have not. That sounds like <laughs> something I would have known about. I watched some of the I don't know, I guess dumbest or funniest uh, DIY shows and stuff. Uh, but yep. like I told you, that Blown Away on Netflix was the glass blowing competition. I love the Great British Baking uh, competitions. And this is uh, making pottery out of clay. So uh, it's pretty awesome. It's on HBO, HBO Max. Um, so check it out. <laughs> so you find some of the weirdest shows, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dana, what about you? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? I've been playing Call of Duty, uh, Modern mm -hmm. Warfare. And then... Uh, the only thing I've been watching right now is uh, One Piece. Oh, you're actually getting through One Piece. Wow. Yeah, I was like, whatever. There's like four seasons on Netflix. I'll just start watching it. But it's cool. It, people say it was better than Naruto. I, I don't agree. I feel like yeah. there's a, a lot of fillers than One Piece. A lot of times I'm like, man, I really want to just skip this right now. Now, is there a list online like there is for Naruto where you're able to see what episodes to skip? Uh, I didn't even look. I just started watching it. I was like, I'm not doing anything this weekend, so I'll just watch them all. But yeah, yeah there's been a lot of episodes. I'm like, oh, man. And I feel like they just drag on. Like the episode's just like, it's going to be a boss fight, but it's just dragging. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness. Like, let's get to the fight already. Yeah, I, I do want to read the manga because apparently they're the most common manga, the popular manga. But uh, I think I'm going to stick with the manga just because it's a lot less of the filler. And I'm okay yeah. on the filler. I don't, I don't necessarily need yeah. that much more time taken up. I did find an app. I'll have to share it with you guys. The app actually uh, has all the all mangas in it. You like subscribe to it. It's kind of like one of these comicsologies or whatever. And it has just all manga in there. So that's what's, what I'm going to be using to get through it. Uh, as for me, yeah, I am. I am currently playing Minecraft, but really what it, what it comes down to is on the 16th, I'm going to be playing Satisfactory. We have a new update for Satisfactory. Uh, we try to find a way to do dedicated servers, and it's something that's not done on Coffee Stain's side yet. So we're hoping to find a third person to do that. And unfortunately, nothing that we really trust. So we're just going to have um, regular servers going on, and, and we'll share each other's works and stuff like that on the stream, which will still be fun. That'll be fun to do. Um, and then we have, um, what I've been watching is The Great. I just finished that, actually, and I'm kind of rewatching it right now. Uh, it's about Catherine the Great, and it's a comedy drama series. It's more comedy than anything else. And uh, one of the best parts is that they say huzzah all the time. And I told mm -hmm. Scott about the show. He's watching it now. So now during our D&D &D game, me and him throw out the huzzahs left and right as mm -hmm. part of our D&D &D characters. And he's a huzzah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun. Um, but it's a, really, it's a really funny show. It's a really good one. And that's on Hulu if you guys want to check that out. All right. Oh, uh, a couple. Th yes. Real quick. All I forgot right. to mention another thing. It's not watching or playing what I've been listening to. The Delta Flyer. I dived into that. 
You did love it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. It's I'm jealous. I need to. It's I need good. To it. So th- so they watch each episode. I I guess I didn't really. I I knew what it was gonna be, but I didn't realize how good it was gonna be. Um, but yeah, they they kind of I got that witty banter. It's you know the actors Garrett oh, Wong those two and are so great and Robert Duncan McNeil who play Tom Paris and Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager. And uh, yeah, they got the witty banter, them just joking around, talking and stuff like that. And then they watch an episode, uh, you know, off air. And they come back and, and talk about all the stuff. It's so much behind the scenes. It's not very much about oh, just the story, it. but it is all the production and stuff behind the scenes and all. It's just great stories. So, And I'm excited because they talk about future guests they want to have on and stuff. So uh, this has got to be great. They already have three seasons or they're in the third season right now. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to, and it's it's a weekly. So uh, I'm excited. I'm going to just keep. That, I'm so glad you dived through. into that. Man. How, far, how far in are you so far? Uh, fourth episode now. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you watching the episode with them or no? No. I, once I get caught up, I probably will. Uh, they have mm-hmm. they have a thing with their patrons too, where uh, you, when they're live streaming it, I guess you can watch their live stream of their reactions oh, while they're wow. watching the episode, so you can yeah you can watch it with them. Uh, but I got to get caught up. They're already in the third season, so we'll see. I'm I know they just had Kate Mulgrew on like a couple weeks ago. That was a big deal when they did that. And it's for the episode that everybody believes is the worst one where they go past warp 10. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, Threshold. <laughs> yeah. They had her yeah. off the Threshold. Yeah. Which was kind of a fun I, one. And I was like, of all the episodes, like that is kind of one of those, let's poke fun at ourselves for this episode. I know, but I remember that. She's like, of all the episodes you guys are going to ask me about, it's Threshold. Like, you yeah. don't want me on for, you know, Year of Hell or something big, a big Janeway heavy episode, but. Yeah, they better bring her back for Year of Hell. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> as much as we've talked about on the podcast, we need to bring her on here. Yeah. Uh, I would be awesome. able to focus. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Patreon, John, the nice, nice uh, transition there. Oh, yeah. uh, this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Kevin and Banshee Shooter from our Patreon. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Patreon, and uh, hope you guys enjoy that exclusive series that's over there, Sloop, this week or this whatever bi week. Uh, we talked about Batman: The Mask of the Phantasm, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, the I just want to address something real quick. Our push to talk is getting delayed. We had a bit of a snafu with the 200th episode. It was going to end up being a push to talk episode. It was like, oh, let's not do that. Let's make it one of the regular ones. And then with his work. So push to talk is likely coming next week. Uh, so Squeaks is working on that one. And then the remasters. I don't know if I mentioned them last week, but we have remasters up for our first 10 episodes. So you guys go back and hear those. And they're slightly better than they were originally. Most, mostly the volume is leveled out. That's the main thing that I needed to fix. So that's all taken care of. All right, let's get into the news. Uh, we have some conventions starting to fire up and stuff like that. Um, we're we're going to start covering the conventions probably mid-May like we used to, letting you guys know where your local conventions are at as we return to normality. Uh, but we do have some online stuff coming up. Square Enix is doing a live event on March 18th at 10 a.m. We will be live streaming that on our uh, stream as well, so you guys can join us and watch and geek out with us. Uh, is there any Square Enix game that you guys want some additional information from? Because I, I do not, don't they make uh, Death Stranding, Daniel? Oh, uh, no, that's Konami or something like that. that that's, uh, that's Sony. Sony and uh, Kojima. Okay. Is there anything but from Square they, Enix that you're a big fan of you would want more content of? Uh, they, they pretty much make all the uh, Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those Final Fantasy games. So maybe we'll get a, a, the next part of uh, Final Fantasy VII announced or something like that. Because they've been talking about 
Life is Strange, I know it's going to be one of the things, but that's kind of a, a lackluster game to be your headliner, you know? Uh, it kind of is. Um, I'm really hoping that they they pretty much bring in a new Final Fantasy game because the last one was kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was with the, the little character, the, the, the fork guys that are driving a car. Remember you tried oh, yeah. it, you are like, it was, it was so horrible. annoying. 15, right? Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. It, I'm hoping something better. I'm... Well, I mean, with seven coming out like the way it did, mm-hmm. they should they should definitely use that engine and make a new Final Fantasy off that engine. Yeah, ever uh, I've only heard good reviews about seven, so I don't see why they wouldn't do that. That is a good a good a good point. Um, hopefully they do that and take the ball and run with it. Yeah, uh, like it it'd be cool for seven part two to come out, but it'd be also awesome if uh, they came out with a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know. They don't haven't really hinted at when part two is coming out, and I know that they might be trying to upscale it real quick for the PS5. Uh-huh. But I mean, we're ready for it. I think I'm ready for it myself. I kind of want to wait till part two's in the horizon before I actually start diving into part one myself, just so I know I can go right into it. We also found out that Xbox is going to be doing their own summer event, much like they did last year. Uh, I w- I don't know if this means that they're not coming to E3. E3 is trying to grab everybody, but they are quite pricey to join E3. Um, because they're also doing a virtual event. So hold out on that. I think they're going to do their own event. What I have a question for you guys. What kind of positive things do you think conventions have learned from pan- this pandemic event? Do you think they've taken any way- thing away that they're going to use for live events when they come up to the future? John, do you have any ideas? So I'm not sure. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I-, I haven't been engaging with conventions since they're not open. I've, I've, at first, I was trying to get a hold of everyone that was doing an online convention and stuff, but those were... Very few and far between. Most of them were all just being canceled from what I was reaching out to. Uh, but one thing I've noticed, and I don't think it would really apply to live conventions moving forward, but uh, there seems to be a lot more um, direct from, um, how do you say, like from the, the hosts that would be at the conventions or the, the celebrities that would be at conventions, a lot of direct interaction from them to their, their fans now. Because they they know that you know if they used to make a little side money or used to enjoy engaging with their fans by going to conventions, that's on lockdown for you know this past year. Uh, so you know, like we were talking about the Delta Flyers new podcast and stuff like that, and other ways that um, and being more active on social media and stuff like that, that a lot of our favorite actors and and you know celebrities and stuff like that are being more engaging and interactive with people online. So. I think that's positive, though. I don't think moving forward into live conventions, I don't think that will really, uh, you know, change anything or do us much good. Okay, it's kind of cool. So, yeah, you, you don't think that maybe like um, these like Zoom meetings, these uh, live events that have been going on, are gonna uh, increase at all when, when or maintain at all once we have live live conventions? You think that? Oh no, I'm good. I'm gonna go to a convention. Then you guys can meet me there, kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of hope they don't. Maybe it'd be a great platform and tool to promote and get people out to the conventions. But I'm hoping once it's safe that, you know, full full blown conventions are back in full swing and everybody can go and enjoy meeting, you know, their favorite, you know, uh, actors and stuff like that or you know, video game developers or comic book writers, whatever in person. I think it's a lot more impactful and a lot more fun. Uh, a version of this that I really liked is, uh, you know, there's we've been to the Dollops concerts a couple of times, right? They're they're live recordings. Um, ever since the pandemic started, Gareth from that podcast 
that he does this thing called Gare Riffs every yes. Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a cool great. way to kind of interact with him and see him. And now they have this new thing called like the Pam Corner where it's his mom's <laughs> show. And he yeah. like talks to his mom because she's been a, you know, a person on the show a few times. I think it's like um, Pam Pamdemic. Yeah. Like I think it's yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do like that. Like it's like another level of of interaction with our favorite stars or, or you know people that we follow because of the pandemic. And it'd be nice to have that continue. But as we move into normal life, we may drop that stuff. And it's a shame because it's kind of one of the positives that came out of all of this mess. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching uh the Zoom uh for Batman Beyond series and they yeah. like role played a uh one of the comic books. Um and uh it was actually pretty awesome to see it was like i was like i was smiling the whole time because it was cool to see them like doing it live and stuff like that i really hope that more comic book um voice actors like join in and continue doing this because mm -hmm. i mean we're still in the pandemic and you know the conventions are gonna open up but it's not gonna be safe for everybody it's yeah you're still going to have a chance to get, you know, the virus. So I hope they continue this whole uh, Zoom meetings and like doing all this stuff for the fans because it's like seeing Smallville cast together, stuff like that was cool. It's cool. And then like Batman Beyond was amazing. Like yeah. it was it was so awesome to see everybody. And you, you realize you're like, wait, he did this voice too. Like that was so awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's been pretty awesome. Kevin Conroy is a treasure. He's the one that did Bruce Wayne's voice in yeah, yeah, Beyond yeah. and everything. That man, because I've, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on the Batman animated series to do the the sloop that we did for our Patreon and to get as much information as possible beforehand. And just watching that guy's pure talent, it's just yeah. so freaking cool. And I like, he didn't take the role until he found out. Somebody brought up the fact that like, well, the thing with Batman is Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is who he actually is. And he's like, I need to be Batman. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he knew like after that, he's like, that's what I want to do. And he went into the to the interview and he's like, well, he's a stage actor for that. So he's like, I don't want to just like do the voice. I want to really play Batman. So he yeah. took the tablecloth off the table and made a cape out of it. And <laughs> actually like did his lines and they came in and like, you're our Batman. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, yeah. they, they should definitely do more stuff like that and just show old content from when they were, uh, in the studio and doing their 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 scenes or whatever they should yeah. definitely do more stuff like that yeah it, it makes it easier for those who who sometimes go to conventions to be a presenter uh to have the whole whole cast on and stuff like that so we do get something that we would never probably see before like when community yeah. came together like the batman beyond guys and stuff um it's because it's so much easier to do a zoom call that, that we actually get these these really cool magical events yeah, it's it's disappointing not going to a convention because, you know, it's not just about, you know, seeing everybody, but like hanging out with people too, meeting people, talking about what you enjoy too, like all the other people there. Um, but um, I mean, doing it online, I mean, I feel like they've been doing pretty good so far. Like Blizz yeah. BlizzCon was pretty good. They, they did a good job on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, be cool if they sent us stuff for free too for watching it like a little thing i wouldn't hate that yeah yeah it would be pretty cool like yeah. uh for logging in you get a free mount you know oh should, that would have been cool that yeah. would have been amazing <laughs> i know i think it was like xbox or whatever did video game codes during their last event or something like that somebody did 
Maybe it was IGN. They did like video game codes during the event that you can go quickly, go claim this code. And like the first, you know, 150 people, mm-hmm. whatever, got the game free. That's a good way to kind of give us more engaging activities to do. Um, but yeah, when do you guys feel it'll be safe to return to conventions? Daniel, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it'll be safe until like maybe next year. And oh. they would have to put a limit of people that are in that building because even if next year comes around, there's still going to be the virus. Yeah, you got the shot, but the shot's still only, what, 90%, 70% of that, like, they'll protect you. And then if you have a full, like, whatever, full amount of people in that building, you're just spreading. You're still going to spread that COVID. <laughs> well, once well, once a certain amount of people have the shot, it'll, we'll have herd immunity kick in to where you're safe. It's like, it's like, Anything else, smallpox or something. Well, that's not smallpox is big, but, you know, the measles or whatever. Uh, the, the herd immunity is what really saves us. Mm. So if, if I don't know the number, so please, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Fauci, but if like 80% of people have the shot and the shot's only 75% effective, which is the Johnson & Johnson one, um, you, have, you have herd immunity where people are not going to get sick. Yeah. So there, we have to learn what that number is. Next year feels so far away, but I mean... <laughs> When you hear the professionals talk, like when you hear Fauci talk about it, he's like, I think we should outlaw handshaking. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but he jokes around about it. He's like, I know people are not going to stop shaking hands and stuff. So um, I, I actually, I'm much sooner than you. I think by May, because I, I plan on getting my shot this month. So I'm thinking by May, I'm good to go. But I think I'll still be safe and wear a mask and all that, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, I don't know. <laughs> so the concept of herd immunity is like, say, the three of us are hanging out. I'm sick, but the both of you are immune. You guys can't get it. I can't give it to you. You can't give it to me. You can't we spread can't it. Spread it. Yeah. yeah, that's the key yeah. Right there. So yeah, I think that's that's yeah, like you're saying, that's the main goal is to get to that point where and and the fact that it's been uh, causing such a, a challenge for the hospitals to keep up with. Once right. we've gotten to the point that yeah, people are still some people are still going to get it, but it doesn't mean you're at home you know, dying from it, you're able to go in the hospital and get as much care as you need and have a ventilator yeah. available to you, then I'm sure the the death toll will drop dramatically. Of course, it's not worth anybody's life, any one life to take any risks. So you know, we need to do everything we can in the meantime to keep people safe. If it was, you know, your mom or your grandma that died because other people wanted to go out and party, you would be, you know, feel completely betrayed. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> that being said, I'd say uh, the CDC and the and the World Health Organization, whenever they say it's safe to go to conventions and it's safe to be out and, and mix right. and mingle, I know everybody's going to go when they feel comfortable, when they want to go. A lot of people are already trying to go full spring break mode and stuff, but uh, I'd say we should <laughs> all try to just sit tight and get to the finish line, not not uh, you know rush to the finish and have an incomplete uh, resolution of this stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, and even it. on the convention front, there's a difference between going to like an E3 or a BlizzCon versus going to your local convention. So keep in keep in mind in that too, and um, just be safe. And we're all ready to leave the house. <laughs> we 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 feel you, but just let's we're almost there, guys. So let's just lock it up. Yeah, we're at a plateau right now. That's frustrating. It's like we were going down so quick, and now we're at a plateau where we're still at the second peak's height. And it's like holy cow! It's like five thousand people a day getting sick right now, and so. All right, let's move on to happier news, I guess. <laughs> it's just, it's depressing to still be here. Um, okay, Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda is complete. This follows the European Commission on March 8th, finally giving them approval. 
Microsoft is paying $7.5 billion, with a B, um, but bolsters their library by 23 first-person titles. First-party titles, sorry. Uh, much like Mojang and Rare, Bethesda is going to keep their uh, leadership. They will continue developing future projects, including Elder Scrolls 6, Ghostwire uh, Tokyo, and ESO updates. Uh, this is a clarification on original reports saying that like all games are going to be open, but some games will uh, actually be for um, Xbox only. And they were saying that there may be a thing where, like, say, Elder Scrolls 6, you can play it on the PlayStation, but if you want to play the the best frame rates in the best resolution, you play it on the Xbox. So there might be optimization where it plays better on a certain system or your PC. Uh, they also added 20 uh, classic Bethesda titles to Game Pass um, just in one day. So I mean, that just that just went up like crazy. Some of the games include Skyrim, Dishonored, and the Fallout 4 games. Um, they all received frame rate uh, boost, so that's 60 frames per second. Oh. And that's the first time some of these games have gotten that kind of frame rate. So I'm a big Bethesda fan. Usually when they come with a new game, I'm willing to at least try it out. Uh, what is the next Bethesda or generally anything in the Xenomax family game are you trying to play next or are you likely to play next, Jonathan? Uh, so I've started Skyrim. I never finished it. So I oh, probably okay. if I was to dive into a Bethesda game, that'd probably be it. Uh, but one that looked really cool, it's actually four years old now, but I saw a trailer for it like a month or two ago. Uh, I was like, man, I really, I was just messing around on YouTube. I was like, I really want to check that out is uh, Wolfenstein 2. Yeah. Uh, that looked like just the, the you know the visuals, the way they did the trailer, that looked pretty awesome. So I think if I was to get into another Bethesda game, that'd probably be it. I was in the alpha for that game. And uh, from my understanding, it improved a lot from the alpha, but uh wolfenstein games is cool because it's like an alternate reality of like what if the nazis were successful yada 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 um and they go crazy with it sometimes like there's one i think it's like on the moon base and stuff it's just it's fun i like alternate history stuff so it's a fun franchise it's going to get into and a lot of support behind it they are always putting out new content for that franchise it's good daniel what about you man uh i've been itching to play skyrim again yeah. uh but I have that issue with the whole uh, sickness thing. I get mm -hmm. sick. So I might try to get, give it another shot, restart it, you know. And then um, I really, I can't wait for the Ghostwire. When we've yeah. seen that that uh, movie trailer, that that Xbox, well, it was the Xbox, right? When they, they showed the little clip of Ghostwire, it was like a little cinematic. It might have been. I think. I think it's a PlayStation exclusive, though. Oh, it's it? oh, it PlayStation. Yeah, my bad. It was PlayStation. Uh, I was so excited. I yeah. I. It almost looks like a Kojima game. Just mm -hmm. a, like they didn't give you that much, and you're just like uh, wondering like what's going on. Like you want more? <laughs> I, I just want more now. At this point, yeah. it, it seemed like a Death Stranding kind of game. So I'm like, I'm hoping that game's gonna be kind of like Death Stranding, that mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah, that's, those are the two that I'm looking forward to playing. Yeah. I've been watching on like a sucker, man. I've been watching a lot of videos on Elder Scrolls online. And so I'm just like checking out the new classes and, oh, what's this spec? What's this? But, you know, and you start yeah. to fall. I did the same thing happens with me. Wow. And I haven't played ESO since the launch. And well, that was a long time ago. And there's a lot of updates to that game. So I've been watching a lot of videos on that. And that's likely going to get downloaded here pretty soon. Dude, that um, it looks good. Like it, it looks does. fun. Like, yeah. I, I was watching streamers play, it and they like they're they had like nice gear and stuff like that. They're cool mounts and stuff. 
Yeah. It, the only thing that bugs me is just uh, you get like four or five abilities. That's that's the only thing that kind of bugs me because then it's yeah. like I feel like there's no there's no damage meters at that point. There's no well, you change your abilities based off of what the fight is. Like yeah. least, I'm gonna put my AOE abilities in, put my single target abilities in. But as a like as a hunter, yeah, I use about four abilities regularly. There are a lot of utility abilities, but I'm just saying like on the regular, I use yeah. like four. So I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go in. Last time we played it, we we were like, oh hey, you be the tank, you be the healer, yada yada yada. I think this time I'm just gonna go for whatever's fun and just level something new and check out the world again. You know, it's Elder Scrolls. It's always gonna be a cool world to check out, and the expansions look really neat. Well, you let me know, and then I'll download it too. Cause I've been itching to play it, and it's like, I don't know. Uh, I just haven't, and I don't know. It's a big I was commitment. hoping Amazon's <laughs> yeah. project would come out, the new world game. That's Dude. what I was waiting for, yeah. and I heard good things about this new update. So mm -hmm. they still have to figure out what they're gonna do. That that yeah. company is so aimless. They have like such good material. They just got to actually come out with it. That's the problem. Yeah. All right. We have a new uh, TMNT game announced. Uh, it's going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. It's a beat-em-up side-scroller, much like the old Konami titles. Uh, this is possibly a sequel to the 91 TMNT Turtles in Time, uh, but by different developers. So it's got upgraded visuals and more dynamic sprites that actually kind of like do different things. Each character actually moves differently. So like Mikey, like when he runs, he's like, <sighs> like flailing mm -hmm. back instead of like a stealth run or something like that like the other two other four uh, three turtles are doing um i i'm i'm hyped for this i i'm excited for this do you guys watch the trailer for this by chance i did not okay i'm glad you didn't because i think it gives me a chance to shout out if you guys join our discord we have the geek feed you guys are actually able to add that channel it's an announcement channel so you're able to add that to your own discord if you'd like and whenever there's something new that comes out or a new trailer that comes out I posted in there to share it with all the different feeds um, so you guys can watch it in there. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm a big fan of those, the old arcade uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Uh, is there an arcade game that you guys would want to make a sequel for? Jonathan, what do yeah, you think? We, me and Daniel actually talked about this a little bit yesterday. But I think all of the good arcade games have been made over yeah. and over again. Like I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. as the generations of new... Uh, gaming systems have come out like all the good classic arcade games have been made at least once in another sequel um, but going back to that uh, I do like Mortal Kombat so I'm I'm down to I mean it, there is again a, a bunch of sequels of Mortal Kombat yeah. um, Rampage or the Bubble what's it called Bubble Bobble I had to look it up because I remember that was the oh, yeah. one game it's a good one. I know it's been remade I know it's on other platforms and stuff now uh, but that's like one that I could still today play and not feel like I'm stuck in an old, you know, 80s arcade game. It, it's a fun, just yeah. any age, anytime game uh, where you got to, you know, launch the bubbles and, and pop them in clusters and stuff like that. So that was a that was a fun classic right there. That is fun. That's like, that's one of those like pizza place classics. It's always in every pizza place, you know, mm -hmm. that's a good one. Dan, you got any that you want to get a sequel for? Uh, yeah, uh, but they already have a sequel. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah, and I I actually had fun playing those like racing games, uh, especially in the movie theaters. You know, you had those uh, little racing games. Um, Hydro Thunder. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> uh, Gauntlet. That one would be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, but I believe they already made a 
they one. have but they haven't done yeah. one in a while they could do it brand new yeah one. yeah yeah and i don't i don't think i i really liked it when i tried it too so <laughs> <laughs> i want a sequel but not that sequel <laughs> yeah not that style but um yeah well right now i mean i feel like they they can do sequels especially like certain games like that i mean you got your phone now so you could yeah. do like phone versions of those games and just update the graphics too yeah there is a there is a wizard game that's basically the bubble bobble that john's talking about that i play on my ipad uh, um it's not the same same but it's very close and it kind of scratches that itch uh but yeah there's that's the thing is it, it's quick to make for myself i'd want another version of the simpsons game which is it's a konami style it's the same as the tmnt but with current uh, references, because that's one of the big things that Simpsons does is references the times. And if you're a longtime Simpsons fan, you'll find it interesting that if you watch season three and four, whatever, they reference Michael Jackson. And then in, in season 13 and 15, and they're, they're referencing uh, Little Bow Wow. And, then, you know, so it'd be cool to kind of like update the of that game with now current things in the background would be fun to do. Uh, also, you guys remember that Jurassic Park shooter that you like get into the booth? Mm -hmm. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get that a new was, version of that with the good yeah. graphics and surround sound and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Do you remember that same booth? They had a Star Trek Voyager game too. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very <laughs> dated game, but uh, yeah, I could totally play a new version of any Star Trek. If you want to do one that incorporates all the Star Treks, that'd be awesome too. Yeah, with a max of like ten polygons, it would be like running. I'm seven of nine. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> even look like her at all. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully this, you know, I, I'm definitely gonna be streaming this team and T game the day one. Uh, we might have to get four of us on there so we could all take a turtle. But I do call Mikey ahead of time, so just a heads up on that. I got his Funko Pop this week too. I threw that up on uh, on our TikTok. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, there's an esports champ that just got uh, suspended for amid sexual abuse and allegations. Uh, so before we get started on this, I want to kind of preface this with a couple of things. First off, this was uh, Jay Sinatra one. His name we'll call him Sinatra. Uh, he was one of my favorite players and sexual abuse stuff as in general is hard to talk about. So just kind of be aware of that as we go. If you guys want to skip, we totally understand. All right. So, uh, yeah, Jay Sinatra one was accused of sexual abuse by his, uh, girl, ex-girlfriend Cleo Hernandez. She too is a streamer, not as big of course, but, um, so we'll, we'll refer to her as Cleo cause that is her name. Uh, both Valorant and Overwatch have taken punitive actions against Sinatra as the investigation continues. So uh, Cleo has, was, was in a relationship with Sinatra for nine months. During this time, she claims uh, uh, that he had basically forced her into sex uh, without her consent and all kinds of stuff like that. And there are, on our website, I have links to her Twitter account that, where she makes the claims. And I also have links to all the statements. So if you guys want to read the details, Feel free. I will tell you right now, they are upsetting to read. So uh, be warned on that. Caution there. Um, after all the allegations were revealed, Riot responded quickly with an investigation. His team, the Los Angeles Sentinels, uh, had him suspended. And then the Overwatch League, which he used to play for Overwatch, that's where I was a fan of him. He used to play for San Francisco Shock. Uh, they have, they're offering refunds on his alien skin. They made a skin that was like inspired by him. Uh, so they're offering refunds for that. Again, all those are on our site. So here's my question for you guys. Of course, this is terrible. And and full investigations are needed and punishment is needed. Uh, what can professional esports teams and organizations do to combat this uh, this kind of behavior? Daniel, you have any ideas? To combat the, the behavior, 
Well, one, they they need to get the law, you know, call the cops on this because yeah, he needs to get some jail time for this. Yeah. Um, two, they they need to tell everybody, look, ban them. You're banned if any of this stuff ever happens to any player. Yeah. Yeah, because this this is uh kind of kind of crazy to see. Uh, this happened not not sexual. Uh, abuse but it was uh i think it was like somebody physically assaulted another girl on a call of duty team i think we talked mm-hmm. about it it was a few podcasts ago and yeah they they need to take action not oh you're suspended no you you are out of the gaming scene that's what yeah. they need to do blacklisted yeah you're just out for all games like all companies need to be on board with this yeah, and get the police involved, like you were saying too. Like, yeah, this is well, serious, guys. Let's let's treat it that way. Why they? Why are they investigating it? It yeah. should be more the cops should be investigating it. They should be getting the cop unless they just haven't said that, but they really did get the cops involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one thing they need to get the cops involved so that they could uh, get this taken care of, and he should serve jail time for it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I agree with Daniel. The first thing I would do, though, is put a freeze, put a freeze on everything, get everyone on ice. Let's get the police involved, the, the authorities, and figure out if this is all true or not. Some Sometimes there's false allegations. I'm not saying this is at all. Sometimes there is, and it can completely ruin someone's career. So we don't want to yeah. jump the gun on any cases like that. So as soon as it is verified that this is true and stuff like that, and the police can do their part, then from a his career standpoint, I think, yeah, these the company is just just complete blacklist and ban him and let everybody know if you do anything when you're working for us or in this industry, you do anything that is unlawful or does not follow, you know, yeah. our ethical standards, you will be completely dropped and blacklisted. Like this this yeah. should be a, a warning to anybody else who's thinking about, you know, uh dog fights or, you know, something whatever, whatever you're trying to do, you know, being a drug dealer on the side kind of thing that's just you can't do that because you're representing us and our company and our industry and we have a, a little bit of authority and influence right here we're using it as a platform to make sure this kind of stuff is shut down and and out so i agree so they, you, they, it sounds like they're doing what they need to be doing you you mentioned a few things there that, that of course reference to like quarterbacks and stuff like that from the nfl uh should esports look for uh advice from the physical sports uh like into their guidelines or should they create all new guidelines on how to handle this because they're so different or do you think like, oh, you know what? It's similar to how the NFL needs to do things, so they should follow that. Or are they like their own beast? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the guidelines from the NFL, but I don't think the industry necessarily matters. It would just be any any uh, influencer industry. Yeah. Not necessarily that you know because they're physical athletes or you know digital athletes kind of thing. It's just uh, I think it's anybody who has a influence on people who's in that that limelight or whatever, you know if they sweep it under the rug and people still follow this guy and someday it comes out, but it's like, Oh, it wasn't a big deal. That makes it seem like it's okay. Or that it's endorsed by these companies and we don't want anybody to think anything like that. So, yeah. The, the reason I, I think that there might be a reason to handle things differently because you guys are talking about like punitive stuff, all the day, all the punishment stuff. And I, I do agree that they need to be harsh, swift and with actual law enforcement involved. Um, I, I think we also need to look at how do we do things prior to the problem happening um, a lot of these guys more so than say, let's go with the NFL. For example, if you're a, if you're a football star, your talent is seen early in high school, 
you kind of get into a good college in college you're you're starting to become you know big and and so it, it's a lot of work from a long time if you are a popular or a famous esports player it generally catches fire very quickly yeah you do toil a long time but in obscurity and then all of a sudden one day you wake up to see that your stream numbers are huge or something like that and then you get picked up by a team eventually and it, it feels like it moves quicker at a very young age if you're a 23 year old you're you're starting to get old in the esports game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get old quick in esports. So I feel like everything's accelerated speed. So I think there needs to be something. I don't know if it's done by organization side. Maybe Twitter can Twitch can handle it or something like that. There's there needs to be something out there that's a preamble to this. Like, hey, welcome to being a celebrity. <laughs> now here's the things you need to handle. Because I think psychologically, this is a lot for these these kids to handle. Right off the bat. And they are kids. I mean, let's be honest. Your brain truly doesn't finish developing for a very long time. And I mean, as we know, I'm, I'm in my 30s and you guys are actually, yeah, you guys are both in your early 30s as well. Um, you think you know what you're doing in your 20s. And oftentimes you kind of learn like, no, 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 no. You're going to still learn more as you go get older. Uh, and so these guys are still kind of maturing and stuff like that. So when you give them fame and riches and everything like that, and when I was reading through the Chloe statements, she was saying like there was a red flag early on, but she was like, yeah, but this guy's, you know, this is Sinatra from the Overwatch League. I mean, I'm just so lucky he's giving me attention. And I think that's just too common. I bet that's a very common feeling. And the the celebrity, the one who has the quote unquote power in the situation needs to realize that they have that influence and learn how to act responsibly with it. And I, so I, I feel like there needs to be something done beforehand. Like, hey, congratulations. And of course, it's like there's a normal HR, right? And I'm assuming there's like an HR presentation about how to handle your stuff. More specifically, like, hey, you have newfound fame, how to handle it. And um, I don't know. You're right. Get the police involved, though, I think is my number one thing, really. Yeah. It's a shame because it hurts because I'm a big, I was a big Sinatra fan. It's so, so disappointing. Uh, when he left to go do Valorant, I know we did an episode about that, me and Daniel. We were just like, oh, that's too bad. You know, he's such yeah. a badass player. And then, when this comes out, it's just like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you, man. What a shame. I feel like I I agree with the whole like age gap and stuff like that. And your brain's not developing, but it's more like, I, I don't think, because you got a lot of football players that's come out and like, I mean, you could just, there's so many football players, two running backs that punch their wives. And then, uh, yeah, another one just beat up, um, their girlfriend and then I, I don't think it's age i think it's just your pretty much your the way you live and if your parents actually taught you right because if i ever got big i wouldn't do stuff like that even at my age like at my younger age i would never do yeah. something like that so as soon as i get rich i'm beating my wife that's my friend <laughs> <laughs> no, no he is not no he is not but I'm saying that I don't think I don't. I would assume these people don't think they're going to be that way. I would hope as a kid and not like, oh, man, as soon as I'm a celebrity, I'm going to treat women like dogs. But yeah. it's it's that mentality. They get all hyped up and full of themselves. I assume that ego and then. Yeah, that ego. Yeah. And then they they take advantage of it. But so I, to me, I think one thing that could help is is like like Frank was saying, the victims speaking up if if. You know, even male and female victims, you know, speak up and let their voice be heard and let other people see. There was red red flags ahead of time and I didn't realize it. I didn't want to believe it. I just kind of want to sweep it under the rug. 
But yeah. maybe somebody else is seeing those red flags right now and they're sweeping it under the rug. And if they can expose those and be like, you know what? I Even if I don't leave this relationship, I need to sit down with him and have a clear conversation like, hey, I'm, you're acting like this and this isn't okay. I want to make sure this doesn't go the wrong direction or we can just stop right now. You know, th- that kind of stuff might really help somebody and it's worth you know having those conversations and those people speaking up and trying to be a positive impact in that uh in yeah that platform i guess because on chloe's on chloe's side here she she did a lot of due diligence in this case she has an audio recording of a, of an encounter they had where you can clearly hear her saying no and him saying i'm almost done and it's like okay that's bad and then there's all kinds of text messages that show a very controlling relationship so she 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 had the no the what to say the foresight to document some situations it would be nice if she had an outlet to, to to bring those in that case right away and instead of just storing them and then a year later she ends up coming out with stuff like that there needs to be a safe way for her to be able to report these things and i think esports is so new and stuff like that doesn't really quite have that that structure yet but there's a good a good idea might be like a a, a phone number or a third party thing where hey just come on over us report what you're finding so far anonymously that's fine and we'll document it and then we'll slowly start to investigate without throwing up the alarms because of course she like she was saying early on and like oh he's this overwatch star i don't really want to mess this up okay we, we don't have to mess it up but we'll start looking in on our side without poking anything so that he doesn't realize you know just to kind of softly get the wheels going i don't know it's so hard to try to find a solution to this and we just want the best for everybody of course yeah victims tricky. are victims are afraid of retaliation and they usually yeah. don't know they're a victim until it's way too far you know, oh. elevated. Good statement there, John. That's a good way to put it. All right. We'll continue to look into this, of course. Uh, it's unfortunate and, and sad to hear, and, and we hope for the very best for Chloe, and um, we'll keep an eye on this and let you guys know what happens. All right. Next here we have uh, Netflix is testing a crackdown on password sharing, which would devastate me. So the uh, <laughs> the small <laughs> test group confirms a prompt appears uh, asking users to either verify the ownership or sign up for, quote unquote, your own account to keep watching. Historically, Netflix has been pretty cool about this. The idea is that, uh, that first off, uh, two reporters have found that there's thir- uh, a third of all Netflix watchers are using somebody else's password. That's pretty high. I didn't know it was that high, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Um, the idea was kind of what HBO did with Game of Thrones. If 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 everybody's watching Stranger Things, it kind of becomes like a big thing in the pop culture. So people who don't have an account will sign up for an account just because they heard how good uh, Stranger Things is, for an example. That's how HBO treated Game of Thrones there. That's why they're okay with some of the piracy going on. Um, but for some reason, they're starting to, to crack down on this. So is it fair for consumers to be sharing passwords? What do you think, John? I am outraged by Netflix, by the way. Um, they... They've been, you know, ticking up their price little by little. Yeah. They yeah. they have some good content, but it's not the stellar content that they started with. They they were knocking out of the park before and it's it's kind of getting lackluster nowadays. And mm-hmm. there's so much competition out there. Yeah. Is this them just trying to grab money? Now that there's competition out there, yeah. they're just trying to f- just fight for that extra dollar. They they just ticked us up a, a dollar from 12.99 to 13.99 I think it was like just mm-hmm. 3 or 4 months ago. And now they're locking down on this which to me, from having Netflix for years now, I don't feel like this. What? Let me let me restart this. I didn't read the terms of agreement before I checked the box. <laughs> by the way, that. I will. In the terms of agreement, it says do not share your password. By the way, it does yeah. say that you can't do this. It's not allowed. Okay, so 
so on the friendly homie connect side of Netflix, uh, they, uh, from the beginning, this has always been utilized as like a family account, right? Like you have, yeah. you know, if you have yeah. eight TVs in your house, you're going to have multiple accounts going on. You know, everybody else, you know, the parents and the kids and the cousin, whatever, all log in on the same account and y'all get to watch your own shows. Now, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you know, that's been cool for what, eight years or whatever. But we're going to lock it down to where everybody has to have their own independent login and stuff like that. That's BS. I think they should instead, since they have a lot of competition and they need to, you know, revitalize their image and all this good stuff, they need to go the opposite route and double down with the the fact that people can share an account and give them independent passwords on one family account. If you need to tick up the dollar amount like they have recently, make it $14.99. Next time you do that, you include this upgrade of, you can have, you know, three or four different logins on that one account. With those logins, you put this this restriction to where it has to verify your identity and all that stuff. So you can't spread each password to 10 different people because that would be insane. But I think if I were them, I would lean in that direction so that people get the benefit without this feeling like they're being policed and restricted on what was already a very broad and comfortable system. Doesn't profiles basically do the same thing as having different logins? Everybody has uh, their own profiles. You have your profile, so you can have your custom uh, views and stuff like that. It, it tailors yeah. what it shows you, but you log in with a different. You all log in with the same password. Yeah, but yeah, okay. if your so profiles yeah. were were password protected individually, is uh, yeah, it would be the same thing. Oh, okay, that, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. See, I, I thought I thought you were allowed to have up to like two or three people on at the same time. You are, you are, but the idea. That, like their idea is that yeah you're in the same house one person's watching the living room the other one's watching in a bedroom um but realistically oh. it's like but no, no, no. yeah so husband and wife you're not allowed to watch each other's account i have to have mine my wife has to have hers if i'm watching three shows in three different bedrooms <laughs> that's cool but she can't watch her own show in her own room while i'm on the you know office whatever John's so heated about this. I know. <laughs> I nailed it too. Like, it's like, it's stupid. I mean, so I, of course, we talk a lot about business sense stuff on here too, like like Netflix and all yeah. Hulu and all this stuff. And it's like from a business aspect, this is just a stupid jab in the wrong direction at the wrong time. Why would you, why would you do this? This is just bad PR when you need some good PR. But I'm oh, sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to cool down and stop ranting so much. You guys talk. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, it hits us strong because, uh, like, hey guys, here's here's the truth of it, and I'm not gonna, I'm not too scared of it because I'm sure everybody listening has gotten a version of this. We all have different accounts, then we all listen to, we all use each other's accounts, you know, and and like, hey, this person's paying for the Disney Plus, that person's paying for the Netflix, this one's paying for the Hulu and HBO or whatever. So it's kind of commonplace that it's a way to kind of connect with each other, and um, and I think what's going on here, uh, from what I'm understanding, is what my prediction, anyways, is Netflix was high on the hog early 2020 right everybody's at home everybody's watching tiger king and since then disney plus is doing strong with wandavision and they have of course mandalorian and now winter uh winter soldier coming up this this week um and we have you know hbo max has been thriving it's doing so good uh paramount plus after the rebranding is doing real good because they brought in all the nickelodeon stuff which has really been pushing them across peacock's doing well so the competition's strong even hulu's really good Competition is really strong, and I think they're starting to bolster. And I think Netflix might be worried because you're saying that Netflix used to be better than it is now. And I would say yes, because they had a lot of the Family Guy, like they had a lot of the Hulu content part of Netflix. But I I don't think the original, I think original wise, Xbox, or I'm sorry, Netflix originals, I think has never been better because there's so much new stuff. 
I think it's just because in comparison, they're not as good as they used to be because they used to be the only game in town. When an HBO Max account, honestly, just solves everything. To me, I think HBO Max is great. Hulu, you know, all of these have like this thing where they can really be your one guy. Um, and Netflix just can't do that anymore. They can't be the one guy. So I think maybe they're worried about it. They're starting to see that happen and they might be trying to find a way to secure more funding uh, because, hey, there's a third of the people using us that aren't paying for us. So they're trying to figure out a way to tighten that up. Um, do, do you think Netflix needs to worry about these rising competitors, Daniel? Uh, they should, because right now Net- Netflix does have a lot of good original uh, shows like The Witcher, you know, yeah. uh, Lock and Key, amazing, Stranger Things, amazing. Um, but me using somebody's HBO Max account, I'm loving HBO Max right now. Like oh, I love it. it, yeah. it's it's amazing. I'm getting to watch all these movies that I never got to see before because I'm a cheap ass, <laughs> and uh, I I see why they're they're just trying to get more money out of you. But they're already screwing me over because I'm paying for the the 4K version of Netflix, which is like fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. I think, a month or something like that. And then they're gonna bump it up again. I I see why John's upset about it. I'm. I was pretty upset about it. Not about too. that upset, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if Netflix fucks up this Avatar show, which they already did because they lost the main creators, I'm cutting them off. That that's that's gonna be it. <laughs> no, no more Netflix. You got notice. Yeah. I I I agree. I, but I, would you? Okay, not you, John, but Frankie. <laughs> you're a Witcher guy. You like yes. Locky Key. You yes. like Stranger Things. Of course. Are you going to cut them out? I might put them. Okay, so here's the thing. I might not cut them out. I might put them on the HBO thing, though, where there's nothing new on right now. I'll cancel uh, until Stranger yeah. Things comes out, which Netflix has had this like little thing where I just, yeah, I'm always going to pay for you guys because yeah, you're Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is not something that all the other ones necessarily have. So that might be like HBO is a really good example of like, you know, I'll, I'll I'll get it for a few months, stop it for a few months, get it for a few months. Why not? And then fill it in with like a Showtime or whatever. Which Showtime actually have all the years around too. Forget about that. But um, yeah. So it might it might become that. I don't know. You're right I, though. When the next like Lock and Key comes out, I'm gonna own that shit. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I, I think it. like I feel like the only two like um, other streaming uh, channels or whatever that compete with them is pretty much HBO Max and. Uh, hulu i feel like disney plus like if i my account wasn't free right now my my account's free because i have verizon mm-hmm. uh but within a couple more months it'll be over i'll be yeah. canceling that because i'm not gonna pay for that apple tv disappointing there there's maybe oh, I'm one love an apple tv oh wow i'm not i'm not really enjoying it too much and then mm-hmm. hulu i last time i was on it i was just kind of disappointed there's a lot of anime, but I was I was still disappointed. The only one that really caught my eye was more the HBO Max, but and it's it's Netflix and like you said, like it's a recurring payment, like I'm willing to do, but if they keep bumping up the prices and then kind of like screwing me over with this whole cause my sister uses my account too. Yeah. And then my mom. But uh they're family members. So it's not a big deal. And if they do this, then I'll probably only sign up when Witcher comes out. I'll pay the 15 bucks and then yeah. uh, Stranger Things and then 
uh, lock and key comes out, I'll be I'll probably be doing the same thing you're gonna do. And they're just gonna lose money on that too they because will. they're they're losing that recurring like every year I'm paying money. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, I wish. They... What is your most viewed platform? Right now, it's uh, it would be them Netflix, Netflix. and I kind of wish. Don't you wish uh, they did a yearly plan too? Unless they do, yeah, and I just don't one. know that if you just pay for the whole year, you could just pay for like whatever like 80 dollars you save 10 bucks yeah yeah you save like 10 bucks or whatever just pay for the whole year i kind of wish they did that kind of program too yeah that'd be smart yeah when they have something hot come out like you're saying like you subscribe for stranger things do like a stranger things bundle where you get it for you know the whole year at this rate yeah and then you're locked in so you can't do that on and off kind of thing that's a good idea because it's the like when stranger things comes out it's it's hot shit right that's that's when people are excited Mm -hmm. And make it to where, like, if you get the yearly thing, you get the Stranger Things bundle, you also get access to, like, bonus features in a documentary about Stranger Things. Yeah. So you get, like, a little extra exclusive stuff. Um, my most watched streaming service is Hulu by by a pretty good chunk. Um, just because I'm the kind of guy that likes to watch old sitcoms and, oh, I'll put Family Guy on when I'm about to go to bed or whatever. So that's all Hulu. Uh, Jonathan, what's your most watched right now streaming service? Uh... So just recently, we've I didn't realize we had access to HBO Max for so long. So uh, <laughs> me and my wife have been watching a lot of HBO Max. Uh, but other than that, because that's very recent, uh, probably Hulu or CBS All Access. Uh, CBS, yeah. or, or now Paramount Plus, uh, Paramount has Plus. all Star Treks. So uh, I used to watch Netflix for Star Trek, but like, you know, forget those guys. It's on CBS. Or Paramount. Okay, so... Because you're just now tipping your toes in HBO, John, let me give you some suggestions. First off, you got to finish all of Veep, which I think you might have already. Mm, Um, No, I'm like halfway through. Okay. If you're a Danny McBride fan, him and HBO have a really great relationship. Yeah. Uh, He does Vice Principals, which I find is hilarious. And uh, his his latest one, Squeaks turned me on to, Righteous Gemstones. I watched a few episodes. I remember you telling me about that that before. It's so wacky. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it has a really nice ending where it's like, you know, a lot of times an ending to a uh, season, they'll kind of be like, all is lost and we have to wait till the next season. No, it actually wraps things up in a way like you'll see there's another season coming, but it's like, oh, okay, it's actually a happy ending. And they all did the thing like, if I were to write a fairy tale, this is how it would end. So it's really nice. Um, there's, there's a lot of good shows on HBO, but but I, those ones start with those. I, I really can't suggest them enough. But yeah, Eastbound and Down is Danny McBride as well, but it's, I think it's a little dated now at this point, but yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, they're adding an ad-supported version coming in June. So everything that's an HBO original, so like Veep and stuff like that, you're covered. You don't have to worry about that. That'll still be ad-free. Uh, but theatrical releases like this new King Kong versus Godzilla, that will not be available on the ad-supported version. Uh, I think this is a good move on their part because I like the, uh, the way Warner Brothers is just bringing everything right to HBO right away. And this is kind of a nice little perk to make sure that you guys get the upgraded version. I think it's well worth it, in my opinion. Um, at this price point, uh, would you switch to the ad supported? Like, what what price point would you switch to ad supported, or would you stick with the like fifteen dollars a month for the regular HBO Max? What do you think, Daniel? I would, uh, with my current income, I would just pay for it. I when I was on Hulu, it bugged me because I had the free version and I'd had to do like the whole ads and stuff. And I hate when you're watching a movie. Uh, let's just say, like, if I was watching King uh, Kong versus uh, Godzilla, 
I hate when an ad comes up and ruins that whole hype scene and oh, stuff like so that. True. Like if it's like if you're in the middle of a fight and then all of a sudden shit's going down, like you're you're getting goosebumps, you're hyped, you're like, oh yeah, let's let's get him, let's get him, Godzilla. And all of a sudden, ad supported by whatever. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, that triggers me. <laughs> I can't take it. So yeah, yeah. I would have to pay the fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'll be willing to pay, especially with my current income. I'm doing pretty good. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, girl, I'm ad free, baby. (laughs) In the clubs. Uh, I I actually um, it's funny because I have two different Hulu accounts. I have one that was part of a bundle that has ad supported. And then I was like, I can't do these ads anymore. So I have a second Hulu account. I pay for both (laughs) bundle. My second Hulu account has no ads. Um, oh. I can't get rid of the bundle. Like the part of that bundle is my Showtime and my Spotify, and I'm not shaking Spotify. I love Spotify, so basically I keep the entire bundle. Um, but yeah, I so I have an ad free version as well, and I can't go back. My worst, the worst part about it, like you're right, yeah, they'll they'll totally like take freaking the piss out of the vinegar when they do that, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, let's watch this ad. The part that I hate is like they have like four ads and they'll show three <laughs> per thing and it's just the repeat of the same ads. Yeah. There'll be times where they actually just go back to back <laughs> on an ad and I'm like, I don't need to see Julia Louis Dreyfus talking about the new yeah. uh, Tylenol. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. And it's just it's so frustrating. Yeah. So and I pay. I actually pay for <laughs> YouTube. Does the same thing. That's the reason I pay for YouTube now because I'm just like I'm so tired of these ads that are the same ads. That's my biggest problem. Something I like. I think I think YouTube's the ones that's doing it right now is uh, they're doing targeted ads where you can give a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you like the ad or not. We've had this ability for so long. I don't know why we haven't done it before. And you know we should be doing it on all of our streaming platforms too because I'm a lot more pleasant when I'm hearing ads of things that I totally love or you know sure. something that at least interests me or a show that's kind of like the one that I'm watching right now or something like that versus you know women hygiene products or or I don't know, going hiking in the mountains when that's totally not my thing kind of, you know, whatever, something super, you know, off your, your, yeah, whatever that you don't like. Uh, so I think we need to do more of that. But uh, speaking of HBO, like you were saying, I think if it was under $10, I would probably get the, um, the cheaper one, the, you know, ad supported one or whatever. I imagine they would probably try to do six ninety nine to compete with Disney plus maybe seven. I think so. Yeah. But I think that would be, cause I don't watch it for, you know, the big, uh, box office movies anyways uh, but if it was at like $10 or more then you might as well pay the extra you know $4 whatever and get ad free because that's so so close anyways uh, but yeah I, I imagine like you're saying it'll probably be like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. try to get down there with the Disney Plus range compete you nailed it on the head I think exactly what they're going to do is try to go for Disney Plus they're going to try to knock them off because I, I think they both have the same business model too where like oh man the new season of whatever is on HBO and that brings a lot of people in same thing with with Disney Plus. I think Disney Plus is staying alive because of the Marvel mo- shows and, uh, of course, Mandalorian. And that's why they get in there. And at, at six bucks, it's like, okay, that's fair. At $15, though, that's pretty hard to justify. So I think you're right there. I think that, that might be the case. See, if they put all the ads right in the beginning of the movie or the show or whatever, knock all four of them out at the same time, that that's okay. But you don't always get that that choice. Yeah. And that's that's the issue. Like if you put it right in the beginning of the movie, all four just boom, 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 knock them all out. I could go bathroom, go get my water, yeah. whatever. That's fine. Instead of putting pause, you know, you just play these ads, 
then boom uh just go do your thing real quick and then come back and that's okay but especially like when you're watching like a series and then it's like you're you're just trying to binge watch an anime like one piece and you're getting ad support by everything like that kind of bugs me because I want to binge watch it and I just want to go through the the whole show. I want to just skip the the beginning, uh, in a, cinematic or whatever. What, what's it called when the show starts? Yeah, like the like intro. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The mm-hmm. intro. I want to skip that and skip the ending and then just play the next episode. That that's yeah. what I want. The credits. I want to get rid of the credits and just continue. But these ads, if they're they're in between each each episode, it just Middles. bug me. I have a great idea. Far away. Mm. You know, at the end of every uh, streaming show, whatever, usually that'll automatically start the next episode or it'll leave you on the title screen so you choose, you know, which way you want to go. What if you could defer to have all of your ads right then and there and double them even? But give me twice as much ads, but I don't want them in the middle of my show. I don't want them at the beginning. Put them on that loading screen after I'm done with my show. (laughs) So while you're sitting on the couch, you realize your movie just ended, whatever, and you're texting and stuff. You look, oh, crap, this ads. Okay, well, you know, you wait your five minutes for all the ads to go by, and then you get to choose your next thing. Or, yeah, however long it'll be. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be smart. So, back in. as as a, as a podcaster, we learn a lot about ads and how, they're, how they work and stuff like that. And there are three different kind of ads. There's the ones that are at the end, the ones at the beginning, and the ones in the middle. Those are called mid-roll. The most valuable ads, the ones that sell for the most, are the mid-roll ones. So while those are most convenient for us, we tend to clock out for the intro and the exit ones. It's the mid-rolls. That's where the money comes in. So that's why, unfortunately, I don't think it'll ever happen if they put them in the beginning as much as I like it. Because, of course, it's like, okay, yeah, good pee break. You know. And then another thing, too, is if they're at the end, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to watch the next episode. I'm just going to, like, bounce <laughs> and come back. So I know I, I kind of think that there needs to be something. I don't know. Hulu burned me, man. Those the way that they would just repeat the same ads over and over again really burned me. So I kind of like don't want any ads. I think I think it would have to be down there like near five bucks for me to go ad supported. But even then, I might not because I, again I paid like six bucks to not have ads on YouTube. Yeah. So you know, I don't I'm know. thinking even like uh, back in the day with the you know before we had streaming services, you leave your TV on in the background while you're doing dishes or whatever, and it's yeah. going through some you know Jerry Springer's on or whatever, and there's ads in between that and ads in between everything. Uh, if if that's how your your streaming service was was you just have, you have Hulu on but you're not really watching nothing so it's just giving you ads all day while you leave it up yeah and it's giving you like credit towards your next show or movie or whatever so when you actually watch a show or movie yeah I did listen to that Honda commercial while I was doing the dishes so <laughs> you know I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it but it was there I got exposure whatever it would take a lot more ads to value the same attention that you give you know one in the middle of your show uh, but if you have it running all day while you're cleaning the house or, you know, whatever, doing your taxes, then, uh, you know, accumulate credits towards not having to watch them during shows. That'd be cool. Don't yeah. you guys think it's crazy how much money we spend on just subscriptions to certain things like, like Amazon. If you have Amazon prime, you get uh Twitch ads ad free. And then yeah. like YouTube, these companies, they're fucking smart. Yeah. <laughs> they're oh, yeah. fucking yeah. smart. Yeah, Those sons of bitches. Yeah, uh, if you were to add it up, you're like, man, I spend a lot of each month on just like different things, but just, I don't want to lose a single one of them. I would be right. so upset to not have one of them, but it, it's yeah, just Prime crazy and stuff, and though. Even shout out to the page, patrons, but even the editing software that I use, I pay 30 bucks a month for that, for the, the editing software for the podcast. And uh, it's like, yeah, but if I didn't have that, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I need to have it. 
so it's worth paying for. And then usually it's you make sure to line it up to where it's like when the paychecks come in. So you're like, okay, I didn't feel it as bad, so it's okay, you know. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot of them stacked up there. <laughs> you don't realize. Yeah, it there straight. is. Like if you actually write down like every subscription you have, yeah, dude, that takes a good chunk of your, <laughs> your check. There are actually now apps uh, out there where you could put all your subscriptions in and it manages yeah. them all for you. So you can actually stop them whenever you want to and then start them up again. And it is all under one app so that you can yeah. kind of be like, oh, I'm taking HBO off for a while. Boom, stop it. And then start it up again. It's pretty nice. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Um, but I, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that app costs a certain amount of money each month. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah. All right. Um, moving, uh, you know, speaking to about HBO here again, the AT&T investors call was this week. We, the only thing of, of excitement for us basically is they showed an image that showed all the DC projects currently at work that's coming to HBO. Uh, and the two things that are new is the Batgirl movie still a go, and that was thought to be canceled. We don't know if it's necessarily going to still be Joss Whedon making it, but it is a Batgirl movie. I mean, this was like five years ago they were talking about doing this, and it was just stagnant. But that is still a go, and that is still happening. That's cool. The really great thing is they heard Daniel on a couple podcasts ago, yeah. and they're like, hey, Daniel's got a good idea here. There's a Zatanna show coming. Uh, I'm super hyped for this. Daniel, what do you think this series should look like? What should the story of Zantana look like? Uh I well I seen so I seen it was gonna be a series and a movie. Yeah. Though. Oh, I didn't know there was gonna be a movie too. I, I seen something about it was gonna be a movie. And oh, cool. I, I, I it was gonna be Batgirl movie and Zatanna movie. But I'm not I'm not too sure now. Um well the series, I'm hoping it's just like it just starts off because it'd be kind of cool to see her young when she was young, learning all this magic and stuff like that. The whole backwards reading a spell or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it'd be pretty awesome. Get to know about her dad, stuff like that. Like I want, I want the beginning stuff. I don't want classic origin that story. she's like already helping, you know, the Justice League or oh, anything okay. like that. I, I want, I want. Especially with that character, you don't really have too much information about her unless yeah. you read the comics. But I haven't read the comic books. I just know her from every other Justice League. When she uh, comes in and be a badass, yeah, real just quick. helps yeah. like Batman, Smallville. Seen her in Smallville. She helped a couple times. Oh, I don't know. She's in Smallville. Smallville surprised me all the time. You always oh, yeah. talk about how, like, oh yeah, Smallville had this random mass character. That I'm like, what? <laughs> I yeah, didn't know he was in there. Uh, she helps Clark, and Clark kind of helps her out a couple times in the show um yeah. so like i said i'm I'm hoping it, it's like like what we we're talking about black panther 2 you know it's like building the character see her life her struggles and stuff like that and then mm -hmm. her hopefully later on you know helping justice league yeah I, I i'm myself would rather see her do like some cool stuff with like constantine or whatever like come in and save the day and have like a rotating cast but i think what you're saying is much more realistic yeah. And I think it would be a good way to introduce her into the world and, and make her more mainstream. Well, she uh, John, dates got... Constantine, right? Uh, What's that? She does end up dating Constantine later on, right? Probably. Constantine's with everybody at one point or another. So <laughs> I I don't know if on the regular, but I'm sure at some point he's been a little bit with everybody as a player. Uh, Jonathan, uh, what are your thoughts on Zantana series or, or Batgirl series for that matter? So I was thinking about this. I looked up some of her pictures and stuff like that. I was like, what would look really cool is like a Jessica Jones style series in Las Vegas. So I could totally see her. That'd be cool. And, and the series, how I could imagine the series starting is like, uh, 
a competitor, kind of like uh, the prestige, you have somebody who's seeing her do this really cool yeah. tricks and just trying to figure out what her trick is, kind of following her and stuff like that. And eventually finds out that, you know, she has this power and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, you find that the person you're following who's following her and trying to find out her business or whatever uh, turns into a villain, attacks her, tries to, you know, steal her power or something like that. And she has to fight her off and then you expose that she has, you know, magical abilities and stuff. Yeah. Kind of cool. Her, her dad cool. was a villain, right? What's that? Is that what it was? Is her dad was the villain? No, I, I can't remember, though. I can't remember I, if his, her dad was a villain and... I don't remember. She she definitely needs a spotlight more, but I don't remember a lot of the little details about her. Yeah. I mostly know her from her entrances into the Justice League, not like the yeah. her stuff on her own. So that's why I think I'm excited to see more from her and really get a backstory on her, a little better one. Uh, and then so, Batgirl, there we got a new new Batgirl, correct? Yeah, this isn't going to be a Batwoman. They have a new oh, Batwoman. This is this, Batgirl. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is. Barbara Gordon, you know, Oracle later on, stuff like that. So uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's, I kind of hope it's animated. I hope it's based off the Harley Quinn show because the Harley Quinn show is so freaking good. And they had Batgirl in there in season two and uh, she's kind of a side character. So if they could just do a spinoff of that, I hope it's an animated series, kind of a spinoff of that one. And they really need to do an Ivy, Ivy series because Ivy's really good in that too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm hoping it's that. Fingers crossed. So... You guys like DC. Do you guys think that anybody could do DC better than is being done right now? Marvel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I already said that last time. Marvel. <laughs> Disney just needs to buy them. Yeah, that'd be that'd be like a major monopoly, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. so I looked it up. I realized Viacom owns uh, a bunch of companies, uh, but mm-hmm. they own CBS. So yeah, so they just merged uh, last year. Yeah, so they have everything from Star Trek to Avatar. They own Nickelodeon too. So I'm thinking the people that make Star Trek and make the fun family movies of, or TV series Avatar, if you could bring that together to make a new DC universe, I think that would be pretty awesome mix. Yeah, uh, well, we have the Avatar Studios. Give them a Batman project. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be down for that. <laughs> or uh, a Nightwing project. Ooh. Ooh. There you Dude, go. <laughs> think of the, the story. Wing, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, I just what? want more Batman content. I didn't think about that until you mentioned that right now. Maybe Avatar Studios would do more than just Avatar. <laughs> I yeah. didn't think about that. That's that's going to be cool. I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm more excited. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like, man, we're going to get so much Avatar stuff. They got an entire building now just for that. But like, yeah, no, like, I guess that maybe that animation style and writing and stuff like that will be going into yeah. so much other stuff. The key is the writing because it's going to have the two creators of Avatar. So a lot of it is all about the writing is going, which I mean, Avatar writing is amazing. So yeah. I'm all for that. I, I'm really hoping when they start making these animated shows and stuff like that, I'm hoping it's not the new style animated crap. Like, you know, how they're making that Rugrats. Oh, uh, so and, terrible um, looking. And then when they hinted originally Avatar, that animated it's just ugly. I want the original animated look. That's what yeah. I want for all these shows. Like, I felt like when Batman series came out, that was that animation was amazing. And it's, I could still watch that animation right now. Yeah. It, what was the word animation? Yeah, uh, animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I could I, see that over yeah. any of this new new crap. And I, I yeah, I'm telling you guys, you guys check out Sloop. I'm so proud of that episode that I did. 
Because I talk about in an in a, in a interview with Bruce Timm, the guy who did the, the animated series for Batman and, and came up with that animation style, uh, he knew because they actually drew the cells out, like they actually drew each time he moved. Um, he that's why that Batman and that you know all those Batmans don't have like a lot of muscles on them because they're like it would have killed the hands of all of our artists. Yeah. But now it's like, oh yeah, that's so iconic. The way he looks is like iconic, and like I wouldn't th- think of it any other way. But it's because he's like, I just can't have them do you know ribs every time, and uh, and yeah, and, and the shadows and stuff like that. Like it's all really part of the noir and the gothic feel of the show. But it's also part of like it's cheaper on animation to do it this way, and they're even one of the one of the executive producers mentions in a documentary that um, when they got big out of nowhere and people were like, oh my god, it's the best thing in animation, and they got new studios. She felt like they lost a little of their bit of their magic because now they they could do the money to do, oh we'll do a little bit of computer graphics on this part, and it's like well you lost some of your magic because of that. It's like you know with more money they lost some of them there, but it was very fascinating. Uh, all right, we got a couple more things here, real quick. Uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds has begun filming. The fans took to uh, uh, social media to exclaim how excited they were to be on the brand new set. They built uh, they built a new set for the Enterprise. It's a whole new thing, and uh, apparently it looks amazing. One of them says, "Like it feels like you just take off." It's just that realistic. So I'm excited for this. I think this will be really good. Um, I think that's the most. I think I'm most excited for that over any Star Trek property coming up right now. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'd have to say so. Um, I mean, I'm so happy there's a lot of Star Trek going on at once, but yeah, I mean, this is super exciting. I really want to plan a, a trip at some point. I mean, I know we want to plan BlizzCon and stuff like that once, you know, the pandemic's all cooled down, uh, but it'd be so awesome to go on set and see where they're filming this kind of stuff. Like you're saying, there's fans yeah. there, you know, tweeting and stuff like that. Super stoked. Like, that'd be cool to, to be there and actually see the live sets. And they're in Toronto for this one. So we'd have to go to Canada. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not a- only Canada, but on the wrong coast of Canada too. It's not even on our side. Yeah, it's a lot harder. <laughs> but I'm down. Right. It's also where it's they where? Shoot, they do all the CW shows in the same area. So in Canada, I'm on board. <laughs> I thought it was to be in uh, in uh, like CBS Studios in in LA. Area. Taxes are cheaper to film in Canada and Toronto right now. Toronto and Atlanta are really uh, big filming spots now because of like the tax changes and stuff. So good chance yeah. they land on an ice planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. You got the snowy sets. Let's use it. That's like when Oliver Queen's jumping around uh Central City or whatever, like that looks like a nice clean Toronto, not like it's being filmed on the set of, of New York or something like that. <laughs> how is how is this crime riddled city looking so clean? <laughs> um and then of course uh for this week we have two new series starting up, okay? So we have Justice League that starts on the eighteenth. That's gonna be a four part series. It's you know the remaster or remake, whatever of the Justice League film. And then we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier starting on the 19th, the day after, and that'll be coming out weekly every Friday. Uh, both shows, we're going to live tweet as the episodes come out, so you guys can join us on Twitter and you know complain or be excited. Um, just a heads up, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we are getting some early reviews for that. Uh, reviewers have gotten the first episodes. For some reason, they missed us. I'm not sure why. Uh, and it sounds like it's a very character-driven episode. So the series in whole looks like it's going to be real action-packed, but that first episode is very establishing the character's post end game so that'll probably be quite muted compared to the rest of the series um and then everybody so far the justice league the first episode has gotten positive reviews so that's fingers crossed going into that exciting yeah uh which of these two are you most excited for daniel why don't you fire us uh, go first i'm excited for the justice league movie honestly yeah. uh, i want to see the the movie that should have released originally and uh 
I'm I'm honestly super excited for it because it's it's gonna be a four hour movie. I, I think all like most of the guys at my work are excited for this this movie. Yeah, and um, I'm hoping I'm hoping when it comes out, it it pretty much makes them not want to redo Superman or replace Superman. Yeah. By the way, I'm finding out that it might not be Calvin Ellis Superman that we get for the new Superman. It, it'll be a different Superman. I think they said it's Val Zod or something like that. I don't remember his name. But yeah. But yeah, it's Earth 2 Superman. Mm. Um, I'm... Yeah. I, I hope it does well. There are people that are like, oh, this will bring back to that the Zack Snyder universe. That, no. I do not yeah. like Zack Snyder's work, and I think he did a really piss-poor job in, in Marvel Universe. I mean, like, Batman vs. Superman. I don't understand why people are so freaking confused on, like, everybody hated Lex Luthor and, and Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League, like, the bones of it is still his, and it's all garbage. It's all a hot mess. Yeah. Anyways, I don't need to get into a rant. I don't need to get upset. I'm hoping to be convinced that Zack Snyder is as amazing as his fans pretend he is. Uh. So, uh, fingers crossed. We'll see. I am more excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be good. Marvel Mar- Marvel projects are usually freaking good. Yeah. And I'm just... Like, I know that when I watch it, I'm going to be hooked on it. I'm like, God, it's good, great. Whatever. But I'm just hoping Justice League is going to be amazing because I love mm-hmm. Justice League. And uh, I'm just hoping it's it just makes it better. It just, yeah. this whole project made it better. That's what I'm excited for. John, Sad- which one are you most excited for? Sadly, I'm not like super excited about either of them. I didn't watch the first Justice League just because it didn't look, you know, didn't look amazing. I didn't yeah. care for uh, like Wonder Woman and, and the other movie. So I was like, yeah, just didn't care Wait, to watch what? it. Yeah. So I know I'm probably the only one, but I'm going to watch it. It doesn't anyways. like Deadpool, by the way. Just going to throw yeah, that God, back I out there. Deadpool. Just going to remind everybody. Waste of time. God damn it. Um, but also, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier are like my least favorite Marvel characters. I'm like, why yeah. are you making a full-on series just based on them? <laughs> Hopefully, it's really good. But... John's making no friends today, man. <laughs> yeah, tons of friends. I, I mean, if you list the Marvel cast, are there not like everybody on the list better than these two guys? I'll give you that, but uh... <laughs> they're, they're, they're I, I do agree with John. Yeah, I yeah, would love strange. a Thor series. That'd be cool. <laughs> a Thor and Loki, yeah. and or Thor when he goes with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That'd be awesome. And the uh, thing I'm most excited for the Winter and Soldier thing is I I, and Fal- I keep saying Winter Soldier, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's because of the movie. Um, I'm I'm hoping it revitalizes uh, Hydra because Hydra's kind of fallen to the wayside after Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm hoping this show kind of brings them back. That's that's my big hope for this thing. As much as I'm not necessarily a fan of, the, I am a fan of them, but I'm not as big of a fan as say like Captain America. They should be fighting Shield. I'm presuming because that's what these characters would be fighting. Bring Shield back. That's as cool, you know. So I mean, big, I said Shield. I meant Hydra. Not so Hydra. you're not as big a fan of the heroes as you are of the well-developed villains of their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, cool. that's definitely it. But that's I good. feel like I mean, it would cost too much if they got like uh, made a Thor, a Thor series. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I feel like Chris would be wanting, unless he would take like pretty much the same uh, amount as a movie, just mm-hmm. into like an eight-part episode. Call it the Asgardians. We're getting the Loki series next. Yeah, but it, Loki. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like he's a big actor too. Like Tom Hiddleston, like the dude dated Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that makes you a big star. Is but that on his resume? <laughs> if if you dated Tay Tay, you're up there. I mean, I mean you're, you're definitely up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it would be awesome to get a Thor series. I would love that, but it would never happen. 
I think he's going to be in the Loki one because Loki jumps out of a plane and says, brother, don't fail me now or whatever. And then he gets picked up by the Bifrost. So I think that we're going to see him get picked up by Thor and, and like a version of Thor. I think it's going to be an alternate reality or alternate multidimensional Thor. Uh, yeah. Cause Thor's not back at Asgard, right? Didn't Asgard get destroyed? Well, the thing with this Loki is he's jumping around in time in that Loki series. He's jumping around time, fixing things. So, yeah. and uh, the plane he's jumping off of and the, um, flight attendant he's talking to is dressed in like a 60s 70s attire so i believe that he's gonna be jumping off and it might be his dad or it might be a young thor uh that's like oh you pain in the butt <laughs> you know whatever mm. and so well, i think we're gonna get a thor cameo mm. i like i'm down for that uh all right guys that's gonna be it for us this week if you guys want to watch the stream we're gonna be starting on the 16th that's the day that this episode comes out satisfactory uh probably every day the last time we promised an everyday stream I, got, I was under the weather and that didn't happen, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> so fingers crossed. Uh, so join us that, that for that. And then again, we're going to be live tweeting the two episodes. We have a pusher talk coming up possibly next week. Now we got to make sure that Squeaks and Daniel both have good schedules for that and uh, getting that underway. But thank you guys for joining us and uh, come on over to our Patreon. Hang out with us over there. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye. for joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week